In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text is the Gospel reading, which you've already heard. You may be seated. I don't think that I've ever seen a fig tree before, but based on the trees that I see in the sanctuary, I think we can determine that Christmas is near. The popular Christmas song goes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Jesus today tells us that we can look at the signs that we observe in the world around us, and we can see what time it is, that the hour is indeed late, the time for his arrival is coming. In our gospel reading, St. Luke records the following signs. The signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. In Genesis chapter 1, we learn that the sun, moon, and stars are set indeed for us to see the times and days and seasons. And Jesus says that they will fulfill their purpose at his coming, that we will be able to determine by what we see around us that his hour is come. In other places in the Gospels, Jesus adds the following signs, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, and all of these things, famines and destruction in various places. Jesus reminds us that these signs which we see around us all the time are a constant reminder that his hour to return is coming. But even more so, he tells us that these are but the beginnings of the birth pains. That the signs that we see all around us, war in, in various places in the world, and famine and distress of nations, all of these things are a sign for us that Jesus' return could happen at any time. But when he tells us these things, he does not tell these things to scare us. We've heard the last couple of weeks that Jesus is reminding us of his return over and over again throughout the scriptures, not to terrify us as Christians, but to give us comfort and hope at his coming. Jesus says that when these things begin to take place, we are not to be weighed down, but we are to look up. We're not to curl in on ourselves, but we are to straighten up, that we are to look up because our redemption is drawing near. That's what the signs that we see all around us are all about. And so your gut instinct, O Christian, that everything you see happening in the world when you watch the news is a reminder of the, the end of all things. It's a good instinct. But however, Jesus does not want us to use this as an opportunity to give up doing the good that he would have us do in this world, nor would he have us be discouraged by the signs that we see because they are, again, a reminder that he comes with salvation in his hands. Jesus says in our gospel reading that we are to stay awake at all times, praying 
that we would have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The signs that we see in heaven and on earth will indeed be fearsome. However, Jesus tells us that we have something more lasting to latch on to than what we see around us in the world. That everything in the world, everything in heaven and on earth is passing away. But his word does not pass away. His word is an eternal word. The prophet Isaiah tells us that the grass withers, the flower fades when the, word, when the breath of our God blows on it, but the word of our God stands forever. This was indeed the motto of the Lutheran Reformation. VDMA, the word of our God will stand forever. That's not just a commentary on the truth of the scriptures or on the doctrine that we preach and believe as Christians, but it's also a commentary on the promises that your Lord God has made to you. In the waters of holy baptism, he claimed you to be his own beloved child. He marked you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. And because of that, you are his son and daughter. You have been adopted into his family. And nothing can change that status. He has told you that your sins are forgiven for the sake of Christ Jesus, that he has given authority to his church on earth to forgive sins of those who repent of their sins and want to do better. When you hear that word, your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that word echoes into your ears and stands because it is God's promise to you. He also puts his word into bread and wine, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, that when you eat and drink the holy body and blood of your Savior Jesus, that is not a meal that simply passes away, but is a foretaste of the eternal wedding feast that is yours, that is being prepared for you even now in his kingdom. Dear saints, look around you. You know that the hour is late and that Jesus' return could be at any moment. But Jesus does not want you to be afraid of this return. Jesus wants you to straighten up, raise up your heads, and rejoice because your salvation is drawing near. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord.